Welcome to the Tuesday, October 11th Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us. Got a couple of quick things I want to touch on here. Got a good listener question that we're going to address about food. What should we be doing about food? First, let's talk about a major aspect that we have over our heads today. And then, oh gosh, I've got to get a lot in here. Uh, We'll also talk about tomorrow briefly. Today at 9.06 this morning Eastern Time, the sun trines Saturn, which is in retrograde. And this is part of a grand trine. So the points of this triangle are Saturn. Let's just start with that. Mars is another. The sun and Venus is conjunct the sun by three degrees. So this is an air trine. You've got the Sun and Venus in Libra, Saturn in Aquarius, and Mars in Gemini. All of them indicating to each other that they want to work together. And keep in mind that two of these hombres are turning direct from retrograde here in the month of October. Saturn will be on the 23rd. Mars will be on the 30th. So both of those are moving toward their respective changes. Saturn will be coming out of retrograde. Mars will be going in. Venus and the Sun are basically just sitting in the middle of the sign of Libra. So not as much focused energy there compared to the other two. Now, what does this mean? Well, this is kind of what's going to parlay into this great question that somebody left about food is as we look at these signs and we look at the astrology and we look at these very clear symbolisms Mars represents this division in Gemini. It is huge. It also represents war. Now, if you don't think that Vladimir Putin is probably not going to do something, well, he already has, but he is going to reciprocate for that bridge strike. But as we've looked in the United States chart, as we've looked at the sky overhead, and we see these symbolisms, and we watch, are they more toward fulfillment? And this is a big deal because obviously the two of the base of this triangle are the malefics, Saturn and Mars. And yes, we have a benefic sitting right next to the sun. So you see, this is which side of this energy are you going to choose? I am seeing this in so many places, so many ways, the duality of Mars in Gemini. It is chocolate, vanilla, choose. Hot, cold, choose. Everything right now seems to have this duality. And then I keep hearing this so many times, and not I'm not saying this casually because these are people who I respect tremendously, and also myself feeling this anxiety around this energy. I was going to say anxious energy, but it's even deeper than that. It is people who are feeling truly anxious, who normally typically are living powerful, positive, spiritual lives. And this just comes in, it comes up. What's going on? I've added a couple of apps on my phone to track the solar flares and the solar radiation. Those things have been going off every day with major solar flare hits, especially over the last about three or four weeks. So this is something that is, we are getting this energetic bombardment. There is definitely something in the air, something in the sky. You know, Libra ruling the seventh house, Venus ruling the seventh house, The opposite of relationship and lovey-dovey wonderful relationship is what happens when a marriage or a partnership or a relationship of some sort goes south. It's war. So you've got war symbolism in two places here, Mars and then Libra Venus, the opposite of the seventh house. 
plus these direct planets now that Pluto is back direct, Mercury is direct, and Saturn is getting ready to be. Of course, one of those will swap out with Mars, but we are getting more direct energy now. And then tomorrow, early tomorrow morning, 1.46 a.m., Mars squares Neptune and Pisces. For those of us who have been feeling this extra little heaviness over the last several days, boom, there it is right there. That perception of the challenge that Mars is reflecting in the sky that is going on in Earth, the division, the tension, the edge, the brink of war. So between this triangle in the chart and this square between Mars and Neptune, we are indeed setting up this reflection of the powder keg that we're living under right now. Will it blow? See, I think this is where collective consciousness comes into play. And that sets up this question. Now, those of you who just wanted today's astrology, you can jump off here. This is a great question, continuing this thread into the storage of food. Hi, Thomas. Hope you're well. Question for you. Months ago, um, you were talking about a potential food shortage. I think there were some sixth house transits going on, that type of thing. And that perhaps it might be a wise idea to speak with our families, uh, shore up our stores a bit uh, in the likelihood that there might be some food shortages, which I think many of us did. Um, but here it is, October. The grocery stores are, are still stocked, uh, although very expensive. Uh, but is it time for us to start getting into those caches of peanut butter and lentils? Your guidance would be appreciated. Thanks, Thomas. So we will go a little bit longer here on this episode, but I'm going to answer this question because I think it's great. And let's let the chart be our guide here. What we were looking at is the United States chart, the Sibley chart, 5.10 p.m. on July 4th, 1776 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The United States has Uranus in Gemini, speaking of Gemini. And the United States also has Mars in Gemini, almost right where Mars is now, 21 degrees in the United States chart. Uranus is 8 degrees Gemini. Now, the other thing is the United States ascendant point is 12 degrees, 21 minutes Sagittarius. So if we use Robert Glasscock's equal house system, that puts 12 degrees Sagittarius, 21 minutes, at the cusp of each house. So the sixth house is Taurus under this configuration, which, of course, is where Uranus is now. When we were talking about that, Uranus was sitting right on the cusp of the sixth house, therefore amplifying it more. Uranus has been in retrograde from August 24th, lasting until January 22nd. And remember, the sixth house is everything about agriculture, its production, its growth, its transportation, its harvesting, its marketing. It's all the way from farm to table, basically. Now, with Uranus in there twice, knowing what we know about astrology, would we expect some surprises potentially in that area? Now, the sixth house rules small pets, too. So it could be a surprise around your small pet or some small pet related to the United States. But it also rules health and it rules jobs, our daily work. Well, Let's just put some pieces together and then let's see what this painting looks like. So you have farmers 
talking about how expensive everything has become in their world. Fuel is up. Fertilizer is scarce and up. A lot of fertilizer componentry is reliant on Ukraine. It also is a direct petroleum derivative. We talked about this on Saturday. Prices are going to continue to go up, at least if this pattern continues. What would abate it? What would check it? Food is brought to your grocery store by truck. That price, that cost is going up. Transiting Mars is sitting right over itself in the United States chart, and it's going to retrograde, bounce, bounce, bounce three times over that same position. And coming up October 25th, and then again on November 8th, we have two eclipses, first the solar, second the lunar, and that's going to happen in the, on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. I don't know if those will be triggers or establishing building blocks or what will happen there, but we do have that energy as well right there in exactly the place of that position related to food. So astrologically, to me, that paints a picture of risk enough to say that if you want to take some action based on the chart and anticipate it so that you're ahead of it, you're not trying to buy food when the shelves are bare, then maybe stocking some stuff up would be a wise preemptive move. You don't buy car insurance after the accident. You buy it before and you hold on to it, right? Hoping you don't have to use it. I don't want there to be food shortages. I don't want to be quote unquote right on this, nor do you, right? Nor do you want this to be right. We don't want it. But we read the chart. We see that the indication is possibly there and we take action on it. I have. We probably have the same brand of peanut butter and lentils (laughs) and quinoa. I'll tell you how I'm approaching this. First of all, all of those items can be stored for quite a while. So there's no rush to deplete the inventory. My brother, a Virgo, bought his collection of stuff, and he... (laughs) You know what Steve Forrest says about Virgos organizing their sock drawers? Well, he has a food storage shelf with a Sharpie he marked what the expiration dates are on everything that is in his storage area. And he keeps all the current stuff to the front. They use some of it periodically and they replenish it. Well, that's not a bad idea. You know, it's rotating it through, keeping it as fresh as possible, using stuff before it expires and circulating the cost of that food as well. So the stuff they're using now is obviously cheaper than what they're replacing it with. It's pretty smart. So he's keeping X amount on hand, recycling some. And then me, on the other hand, I've got my stuff. (laughs) It's here and it's there. And it is there for the long haul. I just bought stuff that like wheat. I bought uh, the, the grains, the various things. And they, it's all stuff that is just total emergency situation type stuff. I have enough of it for a while. And I'm just going to hold on to it. Call it insurance you hope you never have to use. And then if, you know, we get a little more clear in the sky and the threats look like they have subsided, then some of it can go to a food pantry. And that's the other question. When does it look like this subsides? Well, we've got a heck of a year next year. Then we've got the big Saturn-Mars conjunction in the solar arc chart for the United States around the election. So that takes us all the way to 2024. 
I don't think either of the elections, the one coming up or the one in 24, are going to be without conflict, least without disagreement. Somebody's not going to like that they lost. And then the outer's changing signs. So Jupiter changes into Aries next year and stays for the whole year or for a chunk of the year. And then we have Saturn that will be moving into Pisces, Pluto moving into Aquarius fully finally in 2024, Neptune after that moving from Pisces to Aries. These are big shifts in energy on the Earth. So until we get a clearer picture To me, the risk of some of these things that we've looked at, the triggers are all still there. My goodness, the triggers are there. Look at everything they've talked about. Farmers are concerned about getting both seed and fertilizer. Do you know how much it costs to run these diesel tractors all day long, plowing and harvesting? And then just a couple of weeks ago, we just barely averted a rail strike. I just put into Google, Europe food shortage. Listen to these headlines. All these recent, within uh, since August, farmers warn of winter food shortages in Europe. World food crisis is about to get worse, an article in Politico. All news about food crisis, Euro news. Food crisis, Europe farmers slow production due to the energy crunch, adding to the global food crisis. Now, if that goes on and on and on, you could have a really good justification to say if there's that much major news about it, then it's not happening. And I would say I agree. And in fact, yesterday, Jamie Dimon, the Chase CEO, was on CNBC and he said, we're doing okay right now, but what's in front of us is ominous. You can search it up. Just search up Jamie Dimon's CNBC yesterday and you'll, you'll get it. So I think the risks still exist. You know, maybe my brother's little plan of rotating some things is probably not a bad idea. Join us on Sunday nights on our Facebook group or YouTube page at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we are sending love up into the sky so that we hopefully avert anything like this. And like any prudent human-based plan, you put something aside for a rainy day. Before all of this, we really didn't have to think about doing that. Now the astrological symbolism, at least through and into 2025, 2026, is probably not coast clear until we get through that, through all of that. And then at the end of the day, let's say we get all the way to there, and not only have the stores been full all this time, but they've expanded, they've knocked out walls, they've built second levels, like everything is just bigger and more expansive, and everything has been fine. We look back on this, we look at our kids, we look at our families, we look at our pets, and we think of the ones that we love, and we say, you know, I didn't need to do it, but I took action so that you guys would not be without in case something happened during that time. And I was willing to risk being wrong so that you would not go hungry. I just don't see anything wrong with that. And then, when we get down there, we will have more information, more insight. We will know if things are more tense, if things are more relaxed. We'll just, we'll know more then than we do now. And yet, at any point in time, seeing what is around the corner has always been impossible. And I know, okay, we need to go. But one other thought. There's always this, talk about Mars and Gemini, this duality, this tension, if you will, between a physical reality and a consciousness reality. 
So another factor that we have to build into this, how many people jump on this bandwagon? Enough so that their energy and their intentions, combining with what's already in the field, shift so many outcomes. I would give up wheelbarrows, no, truckloads of food if that happened. Oh, may it be so, right? Wow, that was a great question. I hope that answer makes sense. I hope it gives you enough to say there is risk and there is the possibility of not and what position are you going to take in case there is. Think of it the other way. What if the stores at the grocery, what if the shelves at the grocery store were completely bare? Nothing, nothing stripped in a matter of three or four hours in a panic and it didn't come back for weeks or months. Would you be glad you had the stock set aside at that point? Is that possible? I have no idea. I guess it could be. It certainly could be. If you've ever been in Florida during a hurricane, you know it can happen. Absolutely. Gone. Nothing left till the trucks come back in. All right, guys. I hope that makes sense. I hope that helps. I truly do. Thanks for a great question. We'll see you back tomorrow.